Welcome to the American Mutual Show. On the show, Laura Abelie. You may have seen some of her videos floating around about transhumanism and warning people about this very, very satanic agenda. You don't want to miss this. Before we get going, let me tell you about a product from our sponsor, Freedom Blends. Freedom Fuel, do you have enough nutrients in your system? Does your body crave after carbs and doesn't crave after sugars? One of the reasons why is because it's not properly nourished. Freedom Fuel has 22 organic veggies and greens, 23 organic fruits and berries, and 24 probiotics and enzymes. Do you drag with energy throughout the day? Do you ever hit a wall in the middle of the day? There's two versions. There's Freedom Fuel with energy and Freedom Fuel without. I highly recommend getting the bundle pack. It'll last one person two months. Go to freedomblends.com right now. Stop this video. Go to freedomblends.com right now. Get the bundle pack of Freedom Fuel. You will not regret it. The final goal is to eradicate humanity as we know it. Once you understand the final destination, it becomes much easier to look back and identify the psychological conditioning, the biological tampering, the cultural grooming and the educational prepping that we have been subjected to for decades in preparation to making us accept a post-human future. They first needed to destabilize, dehumanize, and demoralize humanity through every means possible. The destruction of the nuclear family, children being indoctrinated by the state, abortion, the eradication of God and spirituality from education, life in mega cities and away from nature, toxic food, air and water, social media replacing real human connection and interaction, engineered financial crisis and taxation, endless wars and massive migration, stress, anxiety, depression, drugs and alcohol, constant fear-mongering, moral relativism as the new religion, how humanity has been influenced and forced to move away from all the things that give us strength, security, purpose, and meaning. Masculinity is under attack psychologically, culturally, and biologically. Women are being replaced in sports, entertainment, and politics by men pretending to be women. And children are being indoctrinated at school to think that gender is a choice. I came across one of your videos. You probably know which one it is about transhumanism. Yeah. And I knew that I had to have you on. Thank you. And so tell me, when when I see certain people rise up, and I, I'm just going to get into it, like when I see certain people talk, I feel like God has put them in the fight right here for this very reason. That's how I, when I saw your video, I was like, she's being used for good right now. And I don't know much about you. I just saw the video. I It went mega viral. Do you know which one I'm saying, right? Yeah, I do. I do. It and, went really viral. Yes. Yeah. So tell me, tell me how you got in that position. And then I want to go into some of these topics. Okay. Well, the, the speech that you're referring to was a speech that I gave at the Better Way conference, which was held by the World Council for Health in Bath last year. It was, it was, I believe it was about summer last year. 
And I was invited to speak on transhumanism and I gave um, a speech that was very well received at the time by the people in the <laughs> that were there. I got a standing ovation, which was like, oh, wow, I think I did well. <laughs> was uh, And then a few months later, I just posted a shorter clip of that um, longer speech on my Telegram channel. And uh, someone then picked it up and put it on TikTok and then it went to X and then it just went crazy. And uh, I think it's just because I there, there's just so many people that related to what I was saying and I was able to sum up a lot in, in, in just a few minutes of how we are all feeling and, and how we, we can see that we have been manipulated for so long to get to the point where we're at and furthermore to be pushed into that further awful agenda of transhumanism and posthumanism, which is where we're, we're going or where they want to lead us, let's say. And so I, I think that people were able to recognize that a lot of what I was saying, they had felt in their own lives and they had experienced. And it's a lot of these things that, that people are wondering, why are they doing this? The ideology behind transhumanism is rooted in a sense of really a very reductionist concept of humanity. And so they, they feel we are weak and, and rather powerless beings and that without technology, we will not be able to survive the future. So it's root, rooted on a very erroneous concept of who we are in, in my belief, obviously. Of course, they don't believe in God. They don't believe we have a soul. We're just flesh and bones. In their own words, uh, you know, there's there's someone that I read an article, um, I think it was a couple of years ago, that referred to us as sacks, ape-brained sacks of meat. So when, when you have that concept of who we are, you can imagine what their agenda must be like, right? And so um, the problem is that transhumanism encompasses a lot of things. It's a very wide umbrella, you know, from AI to uh, genetic manipulation, nanotechnology, implant technologies, etc., Etc. Um, I think technology plays an important part in 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 our progress as, as as the human race. I'm not against technology, full stop. And I think there's a place for technology when it comes to assisting those that have some sort of disability in order to gain a normal sort of life, if that's possible. Nobody is against that, but it's very different to want to transform us into something different, to want to merge us to the extent that become, we become some sort of cyborgs, because then we are walking ourselves to our own extinction, which is the most <laughs> horrific notion I can think of. Well, this is why I think that it, we talk about God, right? Like, I think there's a lot of, can you at least agree with me on this, that there's a lot of people that are starting to wake up to the spiritual war that we're in? Are you seeing that right now? Because I think they're starting to see that there's an opposition that, okay, you read throughout the Bible, you've got God, you've got Satan, it, there's an, the opposition. So when I look at this transhumanism stuff, I think it's very demonic. It's it's a, extremely demonic and very anti-human, as I always say. It's a very anti-human agenda. And you mentioned how people are beginning to, to become more awakened towards a sense of spirituality and God, which we had really been uh, driven away from. And this is part of what I spoke in my speech. Everything that has happened in the last five, six decades has really been done to 
to move us away from everything that gives us a sense of purpose and a sense of meaning and strength. And so that's why they've really destroyed the nuclear family. They've they've completely eradicated the sense of God from education, for example. Uh, you know, moral relativity it seems to be the new religion. Uh, our streets have been flooded with drugs and alcoholism. There's deprivation. There is promiscuity. There is pornography everywhere. All of these things are really there because they erode at our strength and at our foundations as human beings and at everything that is right. And so you have a lot of lost sheep everywhere. They, they don't know who they are. They don't know where they're going. So many lives have been destroyed. And this is purposefully done to, to push us into that very weak psychological, uh, emotional, and spiritual position that we might even consider becoming something other than what we are. In other words, accepting this transhuman reality as the only way forward, and then eventually into this post-human world. I mean, it's absolutely deranged. It's just insane. Reading um, Mark chapter five, and, and a lot of my audience is, is Christian. I don't know about yours, but in, in Mark chapter five, it's talking about when Jesus gets off a boat, do you remember this? And and he and he came across somebody who is who has shackles and chains on him, and they and and he was in tombs, and they couldn't hold him down. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwellings among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because he had he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him and the fetters broke into pieces. So he was so strong that he just completely, you know, he would break the, the chains that were on him and that no man could tame him. And always night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones. Okay. But when Jesus was afar off, he ran and worshiped him and cried with a loud voice saying, what do I have to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, come up, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And the devils brought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Je Jesus gave them to leave. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the, her the herd ran violently down the place and into the sea. And they were choked in the sea. So they jumped. So the reason why I tell this is because these spirits, they have the ability to possess pigs. And why I bring this up, because I think it's very possible that these same spirits, the same spirits that fought against the war in heaven that we fought in, they can enter into this technology. Yeah. Literally, I think that this is one of the reasons why the devil is doing what he's doing is because he's getting, he's getting, this is a way that he thinks he's going to be immortal. I wouldn't disagree with you entirely. These are it's it's a it's a very interesting topic, but I also do see AI as some tool um, that could work for us, but that at the moment is in the hands of those that want to work against us. And so we need to be very, very, very careful with this. Tell, give me an example of okay. how it could be good. 
of how it could be good? Well, it's it's a good question, actually. I'd I'd like to think that in some instance, I'd rather not have it, full stop, if I have to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I think we could live very happily without AI. But but I do think that there is a place for technology in 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 our future. And I think it really just is just a matter of using technology for the betterment of humanity. At the moment, it's not being used for our betterment in the in, in the large scale of things, but much the contrary, which is which is a shame but I, I think there is there is a place that it could be beneficial it could be used AI could be used in many ways that could be helpful to us in many many instances but unfortunately because it is such an incredible powerful tool of control in the wrong hands which I believe is where it is at the moment in the wrong hands we really need to learn to resist that as much as we can so yeah. what do you think the what do you think the answer is the answer is always in everything in life is balance. The answer is in morality. The answer is in righteousness. The, the answer is in understanding what is good, not just for me, but for everybody around me and working together to, to, to decide what that looks like, right? Mm -hmm. The answer is not what we have right now, which is a, a, a pa the power in the hands of very few people that, as you say, um, seem to be rather demonic or rather <laughs> satanic. Honestly, the agenda definitely is a satanic agenda. There's a depopulation agenda at play. There is an agenda against children. There is an agenda against young people. There's even an agenda against cows and farmers. There's an agenda against everything that actually makes sense to us as human beings. And this is why I say it's an incredibly anti-human agenda at play. And I think people... I think the time has come for people to just face the music. Let's let's stop pretending like those in power have our 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 good intentions have good intentions. They don't. They never have, actually. If you look back in history, when have they had good intentions? Those that really held the power? Never. So I think it's time we face the, the music. I think it's time we all recognize. This is not going well for us. It hasn't been going well for a very long time. We are living worse in worse conditions, financially, morally, physically, mentally, in every single aspect of life. People are in a worse position than we used to be 50 or 60 years ago. Mm -hmm. This is a fact. I'm not inventing this. And so when you start tracing back as to how did we get here, and then you learn to identify that final destination where they want to drive us towards, that's the best position to be because then you can say, well, I'm not going to cooperate with that or I'm not going to comply with that. I'm going to start making different choices for myself and for my family or for my community. And so I think this is an incredible chance that humanity has right now for the first time probably in our history, for, for all we know. God knows what history has really been like, right? But for all we know, I think this is an incredible point where humanity stands a chance to really wake up, smell the coffee and start doing something about Gosh, it. I agree. I agree. I agree. It's, it is the answer. It's like, if everybody just said no, I mean, think if everybody just said no, Exactly. my, 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 my daughter, my youngest daughter, Rachel, um, 11 years old, when she'd go to school, cause they chose to go to school. I, I, yeah. I, I want them to homeschool. They don't want to homeschool. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Um, they would the masks she would wear it down here right yeah. not on her face and the teachers would come up to her hey rachel you really need to put that on and she would just say no thank you <laughs> exactly no, no thank you 
every single time. No, thank you. Politeness can get you very far as well. (laughs) No, thank you. And, and they didn't mess with her and they knew who her, her dad was, but they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't mess with her. And I, I truly believe that is if everybody just knew their God given rights, the right to life, the right to pursue your happiness, the right to live according to your conscience, doesn't matter what, doesn't matter what country you're in, just whatever you live according to your conscience. And if you exercise your God given rights, everything would work. Well, you, but, you guys have the most beautiful constitution there is on this planet. And it states it really beautifully, right? You know, I think we just need to be reminded of what your forefathers wrote in such a beautiful manner. We need to be conscious of the fact that these are God-given rights, not by the state, not by the law, but by God's law. And I think mm-hmm. the sooner that everybody really understands and embraces this concept as something that is really ours, not for anybody to give us, but for us to know that it is ours and for ours and for ourselves to really take on that sovereignty. This is where we're at. And I think I'm encouraged, I have to say, about what I'm seeing. I am encouraged that more and more people are beginning to understand the this 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 notion, this concept, because they're also being able to really see how we are being infringed, how all of our liberties are being infringed upon, how everything is going, like I was saying earlier, in the wrong direction. It's like, no, I don't I don't want my children to be learning that at school for Christ's sakes, right? Mm-hmm. No, I don't want to be killing my cows. My family has been living from the farm for generations and you're telling me I have to kill my cows? Who's going to feed the population, mm-hmm. right? We're seeing all of these things that are making people really scratch their heads and go, what on earth is going on? And and this, as much as it's scary and concerning, it's also very encouraging because it is unfortunately the only way that people wake up when things get really, really scary. When things get, you know, you've got to pump up the pressure and then people sort of shake up and 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 hopefully wake up. And I think it's happening. I'm I'm glad to say I believe it's happening. Yeah, I think you're right. And and I think why it's important for you and I and and the audience that's listening to care about it is because it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like the gym, right? Like you, when you, we go to the gym or you, you work out, you exercise because you're building up a resistance. You're building up something to, for when it's time to do something like lift something, it's time to actually use those muscles. It's yeah. not that big of a deal. And so when, why why I say this, because if we're active in the fight for freedom, if we're active in, in talking about our God given liberties, then when it comes, it's going to be a righteous reflex. It's going to be a, it's going to be something to where it's not going to be tough on our muscles because we've been doing it. We've been talking about it. That's who we are. And we are not going to bow down. We are going, there's going to be a mass noncompliance. And if everybody did that, they wouldn't have the power they do. Exactly. I I always say that's part of my message all the time is that we just need to stop cooperating. They cannot, they cannot make these plans 
come to fruition, become a reality without our cooperation. Now they're they're very clever. They've been doing this for a very, very long time. These plants have been installed for, for decades, like I say, and they are slowly, slowly, slowly building the infrastructure, the structure that they need to get us to that dystopian future of a new world order, that one world government, that totalitarian technocracy that, that we are seeing how they're slowly building the infrastructure, but we are building that infrastructure. It's, it's our cooperation with the plan. And of course, a lot of people are doing it and unconsciously, they don't understand what it is that they're actually helping to build, but we're building our own, the, the walls of our own prison, as it were, mm -hmm. right? So this is why it's so important that people wake up because then you go, no, I'm not going to lay another brick if it's going to get me to that destination because that's not where I want to go. And it's definitely not where I want my children to be living in the future. And you said something, you used the word care and that's something I often write about care when you care that's the beginning of everything it's not so much love love is a wonderful feeling and it's an incredible energy and and one that we're all made of because we are God created creatures like you said but it's when you care that you actually step into action what I do and what you do is because we care for our lives and those of our children. We care that they live in a better world. We care that things are being done to children and to farmers and to whoever that are just unjust, that we can't live with it. It's the only reason why I do what I do. I don't make this for a, I don't do this for a living. It's taking a huge amount of my time <laughs> and still I keep going. You, because you, jump, you jumped into the fight. I'm telling you, <laughs> when you jump in the fight for liberty, you're done. It's that's like, it. it's it. There's yeah, no yeah it's over. There's that's just no that's why back. I think this is what Jesus was saying. Do you remember, I don't know if you remember this part where Jesus was saying, consider the lilies for how they grow. Consider the birds of the... F so basically he's saying like, if I can take care of all of these things, you don't think I can take care of you? Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Get out of Babylon. That is the story of the scripture. That is the story of the prophets. Yeah. Get out. Right. Moses, get them out, get them out, get them out. Because this beast system that has been set up from the beginning, from the devil himself, it's yeah. going down. It is going down. Well, it's that, it's that stepping outside of the matrix, as I call it. It's that our, our Babylon is the matrix. It's this grid. It's this illusion of total control that they have over us by controlling our perception because they control everything that we, up until now at least, in a very big way, they control everything that we are fed in the, in, in the way of news, entertainment, mm -hmm. input has been controlled by them. What has been happening in the last however long, is that there's so much more alternative media that they are beginning to lose the grip on that narrative. This is what has become extremely evident in the last few years since the pandemic specifically. And this is why they're panicking at the moment, mm -hmm. talking about the biggest threat being disinformation and misinformation. Mm -hmm. What they really are saying is the biggest threat to our plans is the fact that people are becoming educated <laughs> you know, because we're spreading the word saying this is nonsense. Don't listen to this. It's not true. It's yeah. fake perception it's manipulation and so i like i say i am encouraged by this because it's it's even those that want to take us down this awful path that are really recognizing how strong we are becoming That's klaus right. schwab, and they're afraid klaus schwab has even given us a name he's called us the anti-system movement and mm. i love it <laughs> i love it yes that's me we are the anti-system movement why 
because the system that they've built and the system that they're building is going to be the end of humanity as we know it. That will be total enslavement. Don't count with me. I'm part of that anti-system movement. And the fact that they're recognizing us and that they're saying it out loud is an incredible sign of how much terrain we have covered and how far we're getting down the path of waking people up. And um, I often say it's very curious because as people wake up to the, let's say the darkness that surrounded this this world for a very long time and they they wake up to that evilness, that's when a lot of people are waking up to the light at the same time. It's very curious that people have often arrived to the light through the darkness, through facing the darkness, through mm -hmm. facing evil, you realize, oh my God, there has to be the opposite of this, right? There has to be the goodness too. There has to be the light. There has to be the creator. And it's it's a very um, very interesting journey that a lot of people are on and that, that and a lot of people have been on for the last few years. Like you say, people are beginning to reach back and connect with our spirituality, with our creator, with God, however people interpret that to be or whatever their, you know, their religious affiliation might be. It is a spiritual war that we are in, and it's it's all part of this process of humanity coming to be who we were meant to be. In other words, humanity for the first time really understanding that we are not just flesh and bones and that we are souls with a physical body, but we are souls first. This is the beauty of this transformation, and this is the beauty of this journey that we're on. And it is wonderful to see that there are so many people beginning to understand this. I think this is why you will have experienced how easy it is nowadays to make really deep connections with people that you've just met. Mm -hmm. Because when you're at this level of understanding of who we are and where we come from and where we will go back, it is so much easier to connect at a very deep level, because there's none of that superficial nonsense that, you know, we've been surrounded with for, for so long. Like the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Honestly, I understand it's part of the culture and I understand a lot of people really enjoy it, but oh boy, what a show, what a circus, I should say. What a circus. Uh, well, I, I say it's a spell. Yeah, you know, I you know better than I do how they use these macro events to 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 really influence negatively in people's psyches. So one has to be very careful. If you pay attention, you can almost see it. Bread and circus. Yeah, you get them exactly. distracted with this while we do this. Exactly. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You know, you said something that really struck a chord about getting through the darkness, and I. And I really believe that that how that happens on an individual level is finding the darkness within yourself because, and I've got too many stories, you know, when I hit these plateaus and I'm just like, God, what is going on? And then I have to look inwardly at myself and I have to see, okay, what are you doing? Like, what, are, what, what, why are you spending too much time on your electronics and you've got your kids at home and God rebukes me, right? Like, what are you doing? And I, and I really truly believe that that's why it starts with ourselves because if yeah. we can't get ourselves fixed, if we can't see that we ourselves are the problem, how are we going to fix anything around us? 
Exactly. I, I very often write about this in, in my on my channel because I, I've always said that as much as this might be uh, a journey and we've been talking about all of these things about awakening to this this evil that has got this this grasp on the world and understanding how they're pulling the strings and where we're heading and these agendas. This transformation that we've been talking about is a very introspective journey. And, and I, I have said this, like you've just very, uh, very well said that it, it starts, the change starts with ourselves. You cannot make better choices unless you look inside and you really face whatever ghosts you might have inside, whatever traumas you might have inside, whatever uh, wrong choices you've made in the past that have led you down the wrong path. It's, it's a process of slowly converting your life into something better because then you can affect change in those around you. That's why when people start to feel frustrated with the enormitude you know, of, of this situation that the world is in, I say, don't, don't be daunted by what's happening on the outside. Don't be absorbed by the matrix, as I say. Focus first on yourself. Focus on what you can do in your life to become a better person, to become the best version you can be, to make the best choices for yourself and for your family. And you will see that you will not only start making changes in your surrounding, but that multiplies. You will inspire your neighbor, perhaps, or your uncle or your aunt or your friend. And this really multiplies. And it's a wonderful, wonderful sense of people starting to really realize I've got to make better choices health-wise, this is, this is another big component, and I'm sure you've noticed this as well. It's a very big component of this awakening is people understanding that we've been lied to when it comes to health and pharma and, and all sorts of things, and people really turning into more uh, natural alternatives, trying to research for themselves to see what works for them, as opposed to taking at face value whatever the, the doctor prescribes, you know, the next drug. So it's, it's a very complete transformation at many, many, many levels. But it really does start with ourselves. You need to start with, your, with yourself. Don't, don't pretend you're going to change the world if you haven't changed yourself for the better. Because you won't be strong enough to change anything on the outside. You need to have that foundation. And that strength and that foundation that makes us get out there and talk like I talk, like you talk, is because we've done the inner work already. It's ongoing. I'm not saying I'm perfect. Oh, it it's is. an ongoing thing, but you've got to get there. You've got to start with yourself. That's right. And we got to start denying. We got to start serving. We got to start, you know, it's tough because like you get on your phones, you get that little dopamine hit, then it's like, you know, I get really inspired to do these types of conversations. When I listen to people like you, I get really, really inspired, right? And I think it's an inspiring thing. But there's times where, where because of the technology, because of all the things that we, we have to have it now, 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 it's actually killing us. It's like the, the it's like the, all of the consumption of this stuff. There's a man named Neil A. Maxwell. He said something like, as far as the pleasures of the flesh go, as far as the pleasures of the flesh, the very consumption. Okay, think about this. This is pretty, okay. I mean, this is like mind blow. The very consumption cancels out the satisfaction. Very they interesting. don't last. As soon as you get it, pleasures of the flesh, okay? As soon as you get it, it's gone. Well, I'm going to give you a physiological explanation for that. Okay. Very interesting. 
Um, I have a blog on my website, and uh, this was already a couple of years ago. I, I wrote an article that was titled Pleasure Versus uh, Happiness or Happiness Versus Pleasure. And I explained how uh, pleasure releases dopamine, like you mentioned. Now, dopamine excites our neurotransmitters in our brain. What happens is that when you overstimulate those neurotransmitters, they die. And so your body, which is very wise, in order to protect itself, what it does is that it, it retreats these neurotransmitters. It cancels them. It, it retracts them so as to protect them from overstimulation. This is, this is why people that have uh, some sort of addiction, they need to start racing how much they're taking, whether it's drugs or whether it's alcohol. It's because there is this down-regulation process in the body where the, 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 the nervous cells, in order to protect themselves, you know, retract these neurotransmitters. And so that's what's called tolerance. Then you need to get a higher hit in order to get the same degree until you become an addict, because then you need huge doses of whatever it is that you're taking or doing to get the same effect. So that's pleasure, dopamine. Happiness actually releases serotonin, completely different thing. Yes, it affects the neurotransmitters, but it actually down regulates them. It gives you the sense of, of, of calmness, of peace, of contentment, right? This is when, this is when people feel this wonderful sense of, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy and happiness can be long lasting, whereas pleasure can be very, very short. You still need to, you need the next hit. You need to do the next thing, right? That's but whereas right. there's a very interesting twist in the story. <laughs> and I always laugh because I look up at God thinking, boy, why are you clever? <laughs> Is that dopamine downregulates serotonin, which means that the more pleasure you seek, the less chance you have at being happy amazing so the more pleasure you seek and the more dopamine you release the less serotonin your body will release which means the less happiness you will feel which goes to explain why there's not a single drug addict or alcoholic or whatever horrible uh, you know addiction you may have that is happy it is absolutely impossible to be an addict and to be happy impossible and there is a physiological explanation for it, which is unbelievable. Because I always think, wow, God was like, you're looking in the wrong place. You think you're going to find happiness through pleasure? Uh-uh. You're actually ruining your chances at becoming happy through chasing them through pleasure. Isn't that it's incredible? It's amazing. Well, because it comes back down to what Jesus said. Love God, love your neighbor. Serve me, serve your neighbor. And when you serve others, that's how you are going to find it's a, it's a, you'll find yourself in the service of others. It's amazing. Well, I've always said that the shortest way to, to be happy is to make others happy. For me, that's the quickest way to become happy is to make others happy. The it's minute amazing. I do it myself, it's as easy as that. And it, sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't take money. It doesn't take a huge amount of effort many times or, or time. Really, really people appreciate so much the fact that you actually care that you actually maybe call them and that you say, hey, are you okay? Or that you give somebody a hug or that you make them smile or that you make them laugh or that you help them with a short, whatever it is, right? It doesn't take a lot, but you make that person happy for that moment and you'll see how that happiness bounces back into your own being at tremendous speed. I'm putting down serve. I'm going to just put down serve because how I forget this every day, I don't know, because it's <laughs> I, I always am I'm so selfish. It's unbelievable. So I'm putting down serve, 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 serve. That's what I got to do. 
gosh, why are we, why are we as humans just so, we're like goldfish swimming around like, uh, we have to keep reminding our, it's true. Yeah, listen, gosh. yeah, we have okay, to keep reminding. Laura, tell us how people can find you, how they can find your channels, how they can find your writings, because I just think you're such a, you're just such a beautiful spirit. You're, you've, you're born for such a time as this, like the scriptures say, I really believe that. That's why I wanted to have you on. So hopefully people listening can find where you're at. Thank you. That's very kind. So um, I became active on, on Telegram at the beginning of the pandemic because I knew that was the one platform where I would not be censored. That's why I chose Telegram, really. And, and that's where I'm probably most active at the moment. So that's Laura Aboli channel on Telegram. They can find me there for those that are on Telegram. And you can then just I'm do that in the search engine, right? On Telegram. <laughs> uh, you can. Because I Laura... have my little one, Eric Mutzos on Telegram, and you can find it. So yeah. it's Laura Aboli channel. channel. And then okay. I'm also on Instagram. That's Laura Aboli official. And I'm also active on X which is Laura Aboli underscore X. Awesome. Do you have anything else that you'd like to, any like final thoughts that you have that you'd like to share with anybody for motivation in this, in this such a time that we live in? Well, I think that I want to tell people that as scary and daunting as a lot of the things that are happening in the world right now are, um, I would encourage them if they feel very frustrated and, and, and very powerless into being able to affect change uh, you know in in the face of such such big things going on like i said earlier just just take a look inside just take one step at a time one little step at a time in the right direction is what will get us there and and look look inside look at the choices that you are making see what difference you can make within your own environment whether it's your family whether it's your friends or your community we can all do something and it doesn't have to be something huge it doesn't have to be something massive or expensive it just has to be a contribution to getting us in the right track on the right track in the right direction this is what i always encourage people to do and sometimes it, it means maybe if they want to be more active against the system maybe it's just boycott thing with your money don't buy certain things don't buy from certain companies or corporations right our money counts it's 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 a way that we can make it count so there are many little things that we can do but i always encourage people to look inside and to try and better themselves for the betterment of those around them it spreads it's contagious it really is contagious awesome thank you so much laura thank you for joining me and my pleasure god, god bless you and your family God bless you too, anytime. Thank you.